Today on the line, I have Steve Toff. He is the former SEO manager and current SEO consultant for FreshBooks, uh, the founder of SEO That Ranks, and the editor of SEO Notebook. How are you doing today, Steve? Good, good. Thanks for having me on, Michael. No, anytime. Uh, I know we had tried to do a, an, an event uh, in April, and it's really a shame we didn't get that going because everyone was emailing me asking when it was going to happen. Yeah, well, I'm sure uh, eventually we'll we'll get to do that. But for now, I think the podcast will suffice. Yeah, and I wanted to bring you on because you've had a bit of a career change in the last year or so. Um, I came across you, uh, I think probably the month you launched a newsletter called SEO Notebook. Uh, and I think I just stumbled upon it. I remember someone posting it on LinkedIn. I went, that's interesting. I'm going to follow that. Uh, and then I kind of reached out to you asking if you wanted to do a bit of a workshop that uh, hopefully we get to do down the track. So I want to bring you on, talk a bit about the newsletter and how you've kind of converted from being the SEO manager to the SEO consultant uh, for FreshBooks. So, uh, let, you know, let's start with what sparked the idea for uh, the newsletter. You know, I like, I love SEO. Like it is um, a passion, borderline obsession, like just kind of what I love to occupy myself with during my free time um it's you know just something that for the past like even like eight or nine years like i think i've i've really been heavily into it just reading testing talking with other people and um over that course of time um i've just like picked up so many like nuggets knowledge um things that i wanted to test out for myself and like you know i'd be kind of like emailing myself or sending a slack message to myself putting some stuff in Google Keep, like it, it wasn't an, in, wasn't organized at all. So I actually just um, made a post on the Facebook group SEO Signals Lab, which is a great group if you're looking to learn SEO. And um, and I just asked folks like, you know, what, what do you do to basically catalog all your information? And, you know, um, people responded with like various things. Some people had developed custom solutions and some, some people recommended Evernote. So I just thought, you know, why not try Evernote? I've heard of the brand. And, um, and I did. And then like a day later, I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if I just like took all these and like emailed them out once per week. And it was just like a very fast, um, like idea. I think it was actually might've been like the same day at like one in the morning before I fell asleep. So I just jotted it down. And then the next day I, I checked to see if the domain SEO notebook was available and it was, so I just jumped on it. And, um, yeah, I just, um, it took me a little while to like, to go from that idea to like having the guts to kind of launch it. Um, but, uh, eventually I did, and it just kind of coincided with some of the, um, success we were having at FreshBooks. So that kind of gave me a bit of confidence to do so. And how'd you go about promoting it initially? I, I mentioned that I saw it from a, a colleague of yours on LinkedIn. Uh, was that your main way of promoting it? Um, LinkedIn has been a, a good uh, channel for me to kind of get the word out there. Uh, but the, the one thing I can really credit the most is just, I, I so I mentioned that group SEO Signals Lab, and there's a couple other groups on Facebook, um, just strictly dedicated to SEO. And um, you know, I've been an active member of those groups for years. So it's not like I just, you know, I got my name out there overnight. Like I actually worked and like offered a lot of value to people. Um, you know, did did my best, and without any ulterior motive at the time, just because I enjoyed it. Um, you know, just made a point of always trying to help people on there. And uh, I guess, you know, um, my name or profile picture or whatever it was got, got like recognized by that point. 
by a lot of people who also are active in that group. And then um, by the time I wanted to launch it, you know, I already had a bunch of those people as my friends on Facebook. And, um, you know, I got some promotion, like within like various groups, um, admins, just, you know, wanting to do a nice thing and, and believing in me. And uh, I'd say that's where it kind of got kickstarted was really Facebook groups. And and what about colleagues? Like, you, like as I mentioned, did you reach out to them personally or did they just go out of their own? No, on their um, own I, I think I remember um, the person who uh, might have shared that. It might have been Daniel Ryder. He's a colleague of mine at FreshBooks. And um, I remember that he shared uh, and just took said, hey, my colleague's doing something interesting. Go take a look. And um, I wasn't like, um, I wasn't asking many people to really like actively promote it in that manner. Uh, but some of the people like who I've known in the industry, I've, I've asked for like uh, testimonials on, but um, I haven't actively like asked people to kind of, you know, uh, promote it. It just, it took off to like a thousand subscribers within like two or three months, which was like bigger than I had ever had imagined. And then I guess like once you build up a, a nice base like that, there's sort of like this flywheel that kind of um, comes and every week I'm releasing some knowledge. So that usually gets shared and then sort of just continues to to grow. And that is the reason I wanted to bring you on, like getting to that thousand marks so early in B2B space is, is really impressive. Thank you. It was not expected. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the stats, kind of, do, do you mind me asking uh, what number you're up to now? Uh, yeah, I'm like almost at 3,500 and um, my open rates are between like 40 and 45%, which is awesome. And my click rates are between like 50 and up to like 20% um, some days. So like I'm, I'm reaching like every three notes, I'm reaching now like 10,000 people, which is amazing. Now you're just showing off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you so, asked. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, that is a hell of an open rate. <laughs> um, and is the promotion changed at all? Is it still organic? It's still organic. I've not spent a dime on on advertisement. Um, really, like my whole philosophy with this is to. Um, I've hardly been commercial with the list at all. Like, I think I did one affiliate promotion in um, November during Black Friday. Um, and that really hasn't been a focus of mine. So I think just, you know, right off the bat, like not, not being a very commercial email list, not trying to like push anything down anybody's throat, um, helped me build a lot of trust and like just made people want to kind of share it because, um, it was just like strictly value that I was offering. Um, you know, that, um, I have sort of ideas for like my own, um, like material that I want to release, like eventually. Um, but right now it's just like things are going like pretty well. You know, I was able to branch out off on my own and in large part, thanks to the, the you know, folks who've um, reached out to me through SEO notebook to, to kind of do consulting work and stuff. So I'm, I'm really just happy um, that I'm able to kind of help people for those that, you know, read and click the, click the notes. And um, yeah, like that, my, my philosophy really like, actually, I think you're going to ask me about my favorite book. So, or maybe you're not, but i um, sorry. That might've been a different, podcast but um it's it all boils down to um a book called um the go-giver uh which is like uh, has had a profound impact on me i, I wasn't gonna ask that but uh, that's good to know so i i did want to ask like you kind of mentioned there what what kind of leads are you getting from the, the newsletter um well so <clears throat> it actually like um started um i'm getting like you know like 50 to 100 person companies like 
reaching out to me, like um, some larger, sometimes they're like so large that like they're just not a good fit because they're not going to be as agile as I need them to be on, um, you know, implementing strategy and whatnot. Uh, but generally what I, what I do is like, I don't work um, hands-on with a website. Like I work with an in-house team and, uh, and give them recommendations to implement. And, um, you know, I'm working with e-com companies, SaaS companies. Those are two, the two, the two main, um, sort of not, I guess you wouldn't call them verticals, but like types of companies. And yeah, uh, I guess my experience at FreshBooks helps me a lot with understanding SaaS. And when it comes to your content, like I... I'm not an SEO expert per se. Like I definitely have it as part of my role, but expert is not, I'll take that off a beginner, <laughs> but uh, I, I do really find your, your writing very engaging and very easy to follow. Is there, um, is that a very conscious deci- decision of yours or do you just write it the way that you would read it? Um, yeah, I, I, I was a copywriter actually initially when I first start, started out in my career. So um, I have a bit of a, I guess, knack for, for telling, for having a voice and like a tone. Um, so I, I just try to be um, like very, like very straightforward and kind of direct in my writing and then kind of add like a little bit of like, like cheekiness to it sometimes. So, um, you know, that's, that's just like my, my style. And I have kind of, as I have written more and more notes and more and more emails, I've kind of refined it a little bit and um yeah like i've gotten some some nice compliments on um just like the tone and i think that has obviously kind of helped um the fact that like i i can write in sort of a i guess engaging way um it helps uh people digest the notes and kind of um enjoy reading them and how long do you would you say you spend uh writing a newsletter now um probably like an hour and a half a week yeah yeah, and are you still relying on your notes or are you having to branch out from there? Um, no, I, I still have a huge backlog of stuff. Like when when I started this, I figured, well, you know, I would have like literally like almost 200 different notes like that I could draw upon just because I'm always um, copying stuff down on my phone and, and creating them. Um, but I actually find myself doing a new one each week just with like what I'm inspired by. Um, so I... I don't think I've ever, I have like two notes in draft that like I just have never used, but um, like I've never used them. So um, it's always like week to week kind of thinking like what's interesting. Obviously, like I'll have some that are in the the back of my head that I'm thinking like, should I share this or not? Like <laughs> this is pretty valuable info. I could probably make a course around this, but I've just taken that like go-giver philosophy and just like kind of thrown it to the wind and just, you know, help folks. And I think it's a really good approach. Like I, I understand the feeling that you don't want to give away all your knowledge, but I remember I've done a few like um, conventions and stuff and the, the, the people who just give out those really practical tips that you can go back to your boss, uh, they're the ones you're going to hire as a consultant, I find, because you know, like, oh, if they come in, they'll tell us what to do. So I think it's actually a really good approach. Yeah, that's been my experience, you know, like, um, especially since like leaving FreshBooks and people understanding that like, you know, I'm not just a moonlighter or freelancer that I have a real business and I have a team, Um, you know, more, more and more people have reached out to me as a result of that. Um, And um, that's kind of the uh, feedback that I get was like, you know, Hey, Steve, I've, I've already learned like so much from you. I would love to like know how you would apply this to my specific business. Mm -hmm. And wait, how big is your team now? 
Um, it's a team of like contractors and we have uh, four other folks besides me. And I'm always like, I'm, I'm really big on my network. Um, that's something that I worked really hard to build while I was at FreshBooks. Um, uh, and, and basically I've forged so many strong relationships with people and like people who I consider like the best, um, best of breed and, um, and basically just working, um, you know, really closely with them. And if there's ever something that I need, like I know who to go to. So, um, I really pride myself on, on my network and not just my immediate team, but also like people I can draw upon for like knowledge as well. Uh, I did want to ask, how did you approach Fresh, uh, FreshBooks about turning the relationship from a full-time employee to a, a consultancy? Yeah, it was a it was a long time coming. Like, um, had success like right around like this time, like June. Uh, sorry, yeah, we're almost in June of uh, 2019, and started to get some bigger clients, and um, just you know did a lot of like moonlighting. So. Um, I was kind of ready to like ask them back in like September, October, but um, I, I think my wife made me kind of like have the common sense to just like wait and make sure that things were safe and I had some savings and stuff like that. So um, I had just been kind of keeping it in the back of my head. And um, I was actually kind of nervous because um, our, I thought it would go really well with our, our uh, then VP marketing, but then we, we got a new CMO and uh, I was like unsure because I hadn't developed a relationship with him and like ultimately like he would be the final decision in all of that. So I, I, I didn't really like, I actually really like our CMO and, and, and had a good, have a good relationship with him. And um, sort of sort of built a rapport, like not for the express purpose of of asking for this, but just because it was, um, you know, he was an interesting guy. And um, you can hear me sucking up to, to Paul Cowan right now. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, you know, eventually it was just like a very like clear question. Like I spoke to my director; he supported me in the decision. And um, when when he asked Paul on my behalf. Um, it was like, sure, like this is what FreshBooks does. FreshBooks supports, um, you know, freelancers and people starting their own business. So um, I'm not sure if it would have happened at other companies, but given that FreshBooks, you know, has this sort of like mission of like reshaping the world for small business owners and making, you know, accounting not having to be like a big you know, part of like what they do and just basically supporting small business owners. It was pretty natural for them to say yes. And I, and I think um, definitely like what, um, you know, played the biggest part was the really incredible success that we had um, over the past, you know, two years before I asked for this. And do you have any tips for anyone who might be considering making the same move and, uh, asking their employer to switch them to consultants? Yeah. So I, I think, um, you know, just like doing the moonlighting thing and seeing if it's right for you is definitely something I would uh, urge someone to do versus just like cutting ties and, and branching out off on your own. You you need to find out like if, if it's right for you. So um, just doing that like side hustle for an extended period of time for me, it was like nine or 10 months. Um, I, I had been freelancing a little bit before that, but not nearly as like seriously as I began to last year in 2019. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would say just a, a, like do the side hustle thing, see if you'd like it. And also like at the same time, work super hard in your job, like make sure you have like an amazing track record at your company and you're almost becoming like indispensable to them so that, you know, if you did ask, like they're obviously going to want to keep you in some capacity because you're really a, a big contributor. So I think if you can marry those two things, you should have a moderate chance at this. But like I said, like FreshBooks was a unique scenario just because of the nature of the business. You know, I can't guarantee that it's going to go that way at every type of business. Yeah, and now obviously uh, you did this right before COVID as well. I think a bit more caution would probably be good right now. (laughs) It was, yeah, like, you know what, like the timing was crazy because like, like I said, I wanted to like do this like for a long time. And my wife was like, you know what, you need to build up your savings. You need to make sure that, you know, this is like a prudent decision. So I did that. And by the time, like I actually asked FreshBooks, I had, um, you know, like uh, whatever, like amount of savings in the bank uh, from the freelance work that I've been doing. So I felt comfortable, like even if things didn't go well, I could still coast for a while. And then, you know, if I needed to get a job again, I could. Um, but it, my last day at FreshBooks or my first day as a, as a like full-time um, like business owner was March 2nd. So, um, and then COVID came like a week and like, I mean, the stay at home orders came like two weeks later. So it was um, it was quite interesting timing. I didn't expect it. Obviously, no one did. Um, but things have actually been really good. Um, there was a little slowdown, like just in that initial phase. But I've just kept doing what I'm doing, and I'm still like pretty busy. So, generally, the people I've uh, been chatting to that are kind of small operations or even just one person shows, they, they seem to be very busy at the moment. Would you say that's been the case? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I've been growing, um, like in the number of people that I'm working with now. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like the, the team that I have is not like a a full-time team by any stretch, but, um, they are like, like I said, sort of the all-stars and like, I've basically needed to like rely on, on certain people to help me manage projects and, you know, execute uh, link building stuff. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really good. And, and just by virtue of the fact that like, I've been busy. I've been able to sort of work with more people and and work with more companies. I I did want to ask why Evernote, because I would have thought an SEO expert would build out a website and, you know, do some pillar content and all that great interlinking. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, One that I thought of myself, one that people ask me, like, you know, not fairly regularly, but people have asked me. I felt like the idea of the notebook that like I'm emailing out one page from my notes each week um, was like a sticky idea like people could latch onto that really quickly Um, and it differentiated me from being just another SEO blog Um, so you know people have asked me like what like people have like told me like go create a blog for this because somebody's going to steal your content put it up Um, but honestly like um, I i I want the idea of SEO notebook to stick and, um, and it has, it's helped me. Like if anybody is telling people like what Steve does or what, what makes this newsletter different, like it's so easy to summarize and it's all in the domain name too. Um, so I, I credit that to being like a big part of the success versus 
that I just created a blog about SEO tips and emailed that one blog per week. I don't think I would have been nearly successful if I did that. Yeah, and it, it definitely gives it a more grassroots uh, feel to it. Like, you know, you get the email and um, there's very little stylized imagery on it. And you've got that little message at the top saying, please share this with colleagues to support. Like, I, And I feel a lot, a lot of people must share that based on just, you know, wanting to support you through that. Yeah, uh, I think like I noticed uh, s- some signups last week, like five people from one company signed up on, on a SEO notebook. So I was like pretty, pretty just about that. And, and also you're like, you're in a, you're in a competitive space. You're dealing with Moz and uh, HubSpot and like these trying to rank for those terms would be pretty tough, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would probably go towards like medium to like uh, long tail queries and stuff like that. But to be honest, Michael, like um, SEO is not a perfect fit for every business. And if I chose to SEO my, like, and I'll tell clients that, like if they approach me and SEO is not a fit, like I'll just straight up tell them. Um, But like for me, like attracting leads, like social media is actually so much more um, efficient and, and easy um, versus like trying to uh, rank for, you know, SEO expert Toronto or SEO agency Toronto or whatever. Um, it, I, get, I get so much more ROI um, for my time um, doing, doing the notes and doing LinkedIn posts and working social media than I would, um, you know, trying to compete, um, you know, on that level of, uh, of, of, of going on to Google. So I did have a question here. Um, it's a bit of a tricky one for you. What's more powerful, SEO or email? But considering what you just said, I'll throw social in there as well. What's more powerful for a, a tool for everyone? For for me, um, I I like me specifically because I've you know created this newsletter and people um, you know like read it and enjoy it and benefit from it a newsletter is going to bring me higher end clients, but not everyone like can just have a a sticky idea and create a newsletter. Like I'm going to be honest, like there was some luck involved for me too. Right. So, you know, there, but then again, like it's hard to argue with um, like the intent. Right. So if people see me on social media or part of my newsletter, some people take like months to, to like, keep me in the back of their mind and then like finally contact me whereas like with seo you are going to be like in that person's face like the minute that they want something so the intent uh you know focus for seo is is like unmatched or it really for adwords as well like google ads it's hard to argue with with intent and i think that's obviously why you know google has become the company that it has been because you basically be able to like enter the mind of somebody when they want something but for some uh, businesses social media is going to be uh, better like if you need to build um, awareness right so i can't say it's like a, a who wins that battle oftentimes if they're integrated with it, with each other it's much better um, results uh, but yeah, for me personally, you know, SEO is not the channel to to grow my business. And I have no problem saying that. So you said uh, some business might approach you and you don't think SEO is the best fit for them. How do you usually assess that? Usually like uh, looking at the, the easiest way to tell is, is to see if there are other companies like them benefiting from SEO. Um, that's probably the, the, you know, without any assumptions on, 
um, too low keyword volume or, um, you know, just not thinking that this is a product that people are even like, if someone's not aware of a product, like SEO is not going to be a fit because no one's going to be searching for it. Um, but I think in general, like the looking at like what the competitive landscape is like, um, is going to give you the best, um, idea in terms of a, whether or not SEO, um, is even like a viable channel and then B like, how would you compete against, um, the, the sites on there? Cause like sometimes, you know, you'd be in a, in an industry where there's just like behemoths, uh, dominating the first page and it's going to be really hard for like a startup to, to get into that without, you know, knowing that it's going to be like a one to two year kind of, um, ramp up to build your authority and all that kind of stuff. So I also have no problem telling a client that I, that I can't work with them because I feel like it's going to be too hard. Um, or, you know, too long of a process. Do you have any tools you'd recommend to kind of do that competitor analysis? Yeah. So um, f like first and foremost is Google, right? So um, because I'm in Canada, I always have to like search through a VPN just to um, check my US clients and like check google.com specific rankings. Um, but I think um, like Ahrefs or SEM, I use Ahrefs, but also Rush will help you um, you know, spy in on the, the traffic um, for these other sites. Uh, it, you know, basically does some estimations through search volume, uh, click-through rate um, predictions and stuff like that to, to gauge uh, whether or not a site is getting traffic or if they're increased, de decreasing. Um, and, you know, basically looking at it through that lens, through a tool like SEM Rush or Ahrefs. Do, do you have any resources for people who are kind of like at my level, they do a lot more of the, the front end content, not necessarily the, the back end uh, side. Um, do you have any kind of cool courses that you would recommend or uh, newsletters to sign up to like yourself? Um, obviously, seonotebook.com. Um, really great newsletter from what I hear. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's, there's a couple like um, that are just like general marketing. Um, which is a TDL, TLDR marketing, uh, which is good for like um, just kind of news-based stuff. And then also another like news-based one that I like is uh, one by Alieda Salas uh, called SEO FOMO. Her newsletter basically takes a lot of the best current news from the week and, and kind of uh, just curates that for you. And then I think um, for uh, also just like in general, still like the the Moz top ten, um, you know, does does a good job at, at um, uh, curating articles. And then there's one more that I could recommend called uh, Diggity Marketing. He's uh, he's a really smart guy, Matt Diggity. Um, met him in Chiang Mai when I went there for a conference last year. Um, and yeah, he he definitely knows his stuff when it comes to SEO and content. And any courses you'd recommend? There's a on-page course from uh, Kyle Roof, who's uh, he made he was famous for ranking a site in Latin. Um, actually, have a, I wasn't planning on plugging, but I have an affiliate code. If anybody's interested, they can contact me, and I'll get you fifty percent off the course. Uh, but I have actually taken the course, and it's uh, it is uh, is phenomenal, um, like on-page SEO course. So on-page is basically anything that you can control from within um, the, the content of the page. You can basically like, yeah, follow that course and learn a bunch of cool stuff. And he actually mentions me within the course um, because I've, I've followed him really closely and um, I've sort of like documented and created some tools around some of the stuff that he does. 
Um, so he's been a, a pretty good ally um, in promoting SEO notebook. And I was surprised that actually in the middle of the course, he mentioned uh, some of the stuff that I created around certain topics that he covers. It's going to be weird to take a course that uh, references you. It was it was a bit surprising to be honest, but when I, he didn't tell me, but um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I did like I've got a little bit more time here, so I did want to ask you a little bit about the the recent update uh, that Google put out there. I'm not sure how much you know of it, but is there any kind of short summary you might can give our listeners that they should be aware of? Yeah, um, so it seems like Google has taken the emphasis off of the things that you can control on your website, like, like the on-page SEO. So it's actually kind of like bad news for smaller business owners, but good news for large sites. So basically like if a site was ranking for a keyword and you know, it didn't have like the perfect on-page structure, but it had authority and it had some relevance to that keyword, those, um, uh, are, that content from more authoritative sites is tending to do uh, better. Um, but, uh, conversely, like if the site had less authority but did a great job in on-page optimization, those those uh, those pages are are not doing as well. Um, you know, the caveat to this is that Google like always changes things. They make you know they twist the dials on all of these ranking factors and then pull them back. Like I've seen, I have a friend who his site basically um, you know had a huge drop in June, like boom, like dropped half their traffic, went along. And then in this update, they went like and increased their traffic by a bunch, right? So like, and made up all the ground that they lost. So, you know, Google is one, just because Google makes an update, it doesn't necessarily mean that things are set in stone. Um, and, you know, that's part of Google's like game plan is to keep, you know, people on their toes and almost create like some fear, uncertainty and doubt around the efficacy of SEO and, um, and, you know, pushing people towards AdWords. So um, basically, yeah, that the current state of things is that um, larger sites are tending to win what, even when they're just doing basic on page optimization, whereas like uh, smaller sites who are doing a better job at their on page optimization are actually hurting. Do you have any tips on communicating, uh, what Google does to executives who don't really understand that it's, it is a science, but you it's, a, it's a lot of testing and guesswork. Uh, I, I typically struggle with this because I'm always like, well, this is what we should do, but it's not set in stone. Yeah. We, we don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think it's guesswork like at all. Like, um, you know, there's, there's like an, uh, like an 80% of like what Google considers like important ranking factors. I don't think those ever change. I think they're just constantly tweaking with the stuff on the periphery. So, um, you know, there's ways of, of running tests and there's ways of like, you know, experimenting with your own website. Um, and there's ways of measuring um, the different, you know, potential factors and how they correlate. Um, with page one results that, you know, make things very clear cut, right? So um, I started uh, with a client this month who, um, uh, I can't say the keyword, but they're an e-commerce company and um, they're in a very, very competitive space. Um, it's, they're doing like 40 grand a week revenue just through one page um, and uh, that's US dollars and, um, and they were in the number three spot. 
Um, and they literally hired me to like go into the number one spot. And I was like, I've never worked on a, an account where, um, you know, I was already ranking this well and then I just had to like work it to like try to get to number one. And I use this tool called um, Cora SEO and the URL is seotoolab.com. And um, basically what it does is like measure all the factors um, for on-page, like, like thousands of factors and tells me like which ones I need to focus on. And I made, you know, like three like major tweaks to the site and we went and ranked from number three to number one. And uh, it's already making a huge difference in their, in their revenue. Is there any nervousness when you make those tweaks that it might do the opposite? Um, I don't, I've never um, seen like, as long as it's following, um, you know, like a, what the tool does and like be common sense to make the page more relevant. Um, I, I don't think that there's like, there's a, a real danger to like dropping rank. Um, you know, it's, I won't say it's never a possibility, but um, obviously like with that case, there was huge upside and, and, and we, we achieved our goal like really early, which was, uh, uh, cool to see. And then I guess we have to figure out what we're going to do next. Uh, I just want to bring it back to the, the algorithm change, uh, we just spoke about if, uh, how does, how, how should someone go about seeing if they've been affected by that? Um, if you, if you're not, um, using like a rank tracking tool, um, you know, there are like sort of basic rank tracking tools that will just tell like keyword by keyword, whether it moved up or down, or there are some like better ones that like, like stat and conductor, um, that will sort of give you like a share of voice score that like look at things from more of a bird's eye level across multiple, like large sets of keywords. Um, if you don't have those types of tools, the probably the best place to check if you've been affected is Google Search Console and looking at your average position. So um, you can look at average position for like the entire site. You can look at it per page. You can look at it per keywords. You can look at it for keywords containing a certain word. And it's a little orange line on Google Search Console. And you'll basically see like whether it's moved up or down um, based on an update. And would that happen, was it May 5th that it happened? Yeah, I think it was May 4th or May 5th. They usually take a couple of days to roll out. Would, if we saw a dramatic drop on that day, you'd know? Well, or a dramatic increase, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'm a pessimist. <laughs> well, it's a really great chat. Uh, hopefully I can get you on, even though you're a very busy guy, uh, to talk a bit more about just the SEO aspect, but I think it's really interesting how you've been able to switch up your career for this uh, kind of grassroots newsletter. So I really appreciate coming on and uh, being inspiring, I think, to a lot of us out here. Well, thanks so much, Michael. I appreciate the invite. And uh, definitely when um, COVID is over and we're able to do large gatherings safely, I'd be more than happy to, uh, to um, put on a workshop for, for whatever audience that wants to come. I'd love that. And uh, obviously, SEO net notebook, uh, com, correct? Or .ca? Uh, just .com, yeah. .com. Uh, if you want to sign up to newsletter, uh, is there any other ways to contact you if people want to get in touch? Just connect with me on LinkedIn, Steve Toth, T-O-T-H. Uh, that's probably the best way. I'm pretty active on there and like to kind of share what I do. And um, yeah, just kind of give, offer value. So just connect with me on LinkedIn is a, is a great place. And uh, I'm sure this uh, podcast will go out there. So if you're listening to this, uh, just 
click on my name if it's tagged there and uh, let's connect. Sounds great. Thanks for coming on, Steve. No problem, Michael. Thanks for having me.